This episode is sponsored by Aura. Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats, and with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely, filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly, Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com slash potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Teo Sokol, and joined by my co-host and fellow man on a mission, Chris Tour. Today's episode, we're reviewing the latest entry into the Mission Impossible series, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This is the latest sequel uh, in the series and the seventh installment and the entirety of the Mission Impossible series starring Tom Cruise. So very excited about this one. I don't know, for those who are listening, um, I know Chris and I can agree, Mission Impossible, oh, they made another one. No one ever says, oh, they're making another one with that kind of dry sarcasm and rolling of the eyes. The one thing about the series is every uh, episode, every movie seems to get better and better. The action, the thrills, you know, what they can do. Tom Cruise, kind of a, he's kind of a crazy guy. He's pretty nuts. But you have to admit his dedication to the craft and especially to these films has been unmatched in any other series. But um, we were really excited about this one, especially being part one of kind of wrapping up a final potential chapter of these entireties following Ethan Hunt's character. But Chris, give us a brief synopsis of this. And bear in mind, folks, do not go any further because there will be spoilers ahead. Spoiler warning. There it was. Spoiler yep. warning. So yes, so, you've been uh, warned. If you choose this uh, review, choose to accept this review, then great. Otherwise, it will self-destruct. No, it won't. Uh, anyway, continue, Chris. <laughs> so yeah, we find in this movie, there's a rogue AI uh, device that is uh, causing some mayhem and some panic. And uh, one of the people that are kind of in league with this AI is a blast from Ethan's past. And so now it's a race against time to try to find these two keys that when interlocked might be able to uh, 
hold the key to deactivate the said device. And um, I thought I yeah we we got these trailers you know coming out and obviously they they highlighted that scene with him flying off the the bound top with the motorcycle over and over and over again. But uh, we knew this was going to be a good one because yeah this is a rare series where it's getting better with age and can't say the same for both franchises. Um, yeah. This one is a blast and it starts off very, um, we have this whole opening sequence with this Russian submarine, the Sevastopol. And um, this AI device is tricking it to thinking that there is a submarine out there. And they think that, you know, the submarine's coming to attack them. It's very intense, high stress kind of opening sequence. And they shoot a torpedo and realize that there is no submarine. It went away. So it this AI device has tricked them. And then the torpedo turns around and aims for them and destroys this submarine. So it was a very big, like, kind of intense opening moment that this thing is able to trick the mind, trick the eye. Uh, what implications could that have? A very good, touchy subject for our current world where we do have AI and you know experimental forms we have ethan hunt this is where i kind of fall short a little bit with the series in that i don't really remember one through three very well i've seen clips of them i don't think i've seen them in its entirety uh but we do get to have a little kind of reunion with one of our original characters from that series of kittredge uh played by henry zerny and um we have this whole opening sequence where we saw in the trailer, it looks like there's a guy that like walks into this office. Uh, we got Carrie Elways is also uh, the director of national intelligence. And they're trying to figure out what this thing is. And uh, we have some pins on who might have parts of this key. This is where we have the connected tissue of Rebecca Ferguson's character. Uh, Ilsa has tracked down one of these keys. So they've put a hit on her to get this key. Meaning that Tom Cruise, of course, him... You know, Ethan and Ilsa did have this romance over the last few movies. He goes off to try to help her, and we get this whole big desert fight sequence, which I thought was very well done for all the wind with the sand is like yeah. constant, and just you know, you barely see to try to shoot all these mercenaries or try to track Ilsa down. And at what point you think she gets killed? Um, the the way they framed it is like she got shot, but she didn't. But, you know, this key and while this, this meeting's going on, they're kind of superimposing clips of that while this meeting's going on. This guy, the way they did it was it was cracking me up because until the big reveal, which we'll get to in a second, I was like, they keep going back to this guy. It's very bad guy in the corner film. Yeah, camera. he definitely looks like he's a creep and he's just standing there like, OK, his eyes like are huge. Dude. He just kind of keeps looking like back stares. and forth. And every time it goes back to him, it was like a super close, like just. He looked very creepy. <laughs> just intense eye look. And they're discussing like ways to how, you know, handle this whole situation. And, and of course with Ethan Hunt himself and he, the, the creepy guy hands Kittredge this little gas mask to put on, which he does yeah. immediately. And then he throws these gas bombs. Everyone else passes out and Ethan Hunt reveals that it's him under this mask and that was a great i always find in these movies whenever that happens it's always kind of like a oh i didn't see that coming like i did i did not i was like who's this creepy guy especially was, with like seven movies and the the mask reveals always the best because you never really know what's coming 
and they're so authentic they're so good but so him and ethan sit down and he's like look uh you know if you're gonna you get to pick a side here everyone's gonna want these keys because if someone can control this ai and they can control the world and this is very much like if you choose to do this if you choose to you know it's gonna cost you dearly <laughs> yeah, yeah dearly, whatever. exactly um we saw that in the trailer, so it's like it's it's a very intense kitridge. And I love this, you know, this always leads to like the uh, the mission possible theme where they very yeah. much like James Bond as well. They do, you know, this short intro song where they do show various clips of what's gonna happen in the movie, but not enough to give anything away. It's just like yeah. a, this is gonna be this movie, here we go. Um, which is always great. Uh then we're off to United Arab Emirates, Abu Dhabi. Been there. Love it. Um, and what I loved, this scene actually I thought was so well done, the airplane sequence, because you have to introduce a few new characters. You have to continue to build the stress of what this this AI device can do and who all is hunting Ethan right now. Um, and we are introduced to what I think is a, a very great new character for this series. You know, we've had spies and you know, agents and and terrorists and uh, but we've never had a thief. Yeah, and we get uh the lovely Haley Atwell as Grace, who is this burglar, and uh gets thrown into the mix. Um, and I love what they did with her character throughout this whole movie. Uh, yeah, I really like one of her outfits too. Get me uh got me like some David Bowie vibes from uh, yeah. uh Labyrinth. I was like, all right, yeah, she um I think. Haley Atwell's energy and you know she does such a good job with Captain America and kind of with Peggy Carter and kind of creating a really good strong female lead and she is very she's a very big part of this movie and just huge force to be reckoned with I think especially with Tom Cruise uh, his character he's got a lot of I mean with Elsa and all these very strong female you know counterparts but she's really great in this one and she gets to do a heck of a lot and I think their chemistry is really good where it's more of um not really romantic, but more of a platonic, you know, or just, I, I respect you of what you do. I know you're a thief, but you have, you have, um, you know, you have something that could really be useful. And I think, which is great about her character, whether they want to know, you know, to continue the series after part two, what I think is great about it is use her to kind of introduce what the IMF is, how everyone came to be. Yeah. And that's, and that's how we then introduce this new character, the new adversary, Gabriel, who's played by Asai Morales, who we know from uh, Ozark. Uh, we, he is kind of, he, which I thought I was confused. Kittrish actually is only in, um, ep- hold on a second. First one, right? put it on the notes and they're like, whatever. Anyway, so we have Gabriel's character and this is, so this is where I confused at first. You talk about Kittredge. Kittredge is actually only on the first uh, movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even, um, so even if you haven't remembered the other ones, not a big deal, but with Gabriel, his character, I thought he was part of one of the other movies or whatnot. He's actually before Ethan ever joined the IMF. So he was the reason that Ethan became an IMF agent. So you realize, okay, well, now I understand why everyone, they didn't just come into this. It's they had something from their past. They were all kind of like 
the Island of Misfit Toys characters. And then the IMF gave them a perfect purpose. So, which is really great. But yeah, we get um, Gabriel, who's kind of the main adversary and um, Shay Wiggum uh, plays Jasper. He's the enforcer uh, uh, for this community's task with hunting Ethan. And he's basically the whole movie just running after him. <laughs> he's just exhausted. Yeah, he's, the, he's the exhausted cop that has to, him and his uh, partner, uh Degas played by Greg Tarzan Davis. Um they're just, you know, constantly hunting down. And, and what I love about this whole opening sequence in the airplane and the airport is they keep tracking down what they think is facial recognition of Ethan Hunt. But then when they show up, it's Ving Rames is actually messing with the the computers uh from his laptop. And so they keep thinking it's someone else. And Ethan Hunt's actually just walking around in a suit. And the whole point of this thing is that they're tracking down this buyer of one of the keys. And then when Grace steals the key, because she's been tasked with stealing the key to get money, then it becomes this whole thing of like, look, you're really good at what you do, but actually now I need you to put it back on the guy because we need to track where he's going so we know who's the buyer. So it was a very thrilling chase sequence. And at the same time, you had, the wonderful Simon Pegg is Benji, who notices a, a bag that um, Gabriel has put to the airport, must have a bomb in it. And he goes downstairs, and it's this whole, the big underground labyrinth where all the bags are, you know, distributed. And he finds this bag, and there is a bomb in there, and it's got this whole, like, set of questions he has to answer. But it gets very personal. And again, the entity, this AI, is trying to get to know them, and it's going to mm -hmm. use that to their advantage later. Come to find out the bomb doesn't exist at all. There's no bomb in there, but it was just literally trickery to yeah, that high pressure stake. And it, it's like, you think Benji could have died within like a second. Uh, and Grace gets to kind of outsmart Ethan at one point, and then she's on a plane to Rome. And and I love this shot where Ethan climbs up out of the uh, airport and he's kind of running across the top of the airport. And they're like, where the hell is he? Do you see a yeah. shot of him going by? But one of the cool many scenes that, where uh, if it's not Mission Impossible unless he runs. <laughs> and we'll get to the best running scene ever. Yeah. Um, but I did like this element that Gabriel with the AI, it's almost like he's a ghost. Mm -hmm. um, because the AI is already rewriting his visual component on like security footage. And, and this at one is point, where Tom the movie... Cruise has these oh, sunglasses, yeah. right? That kind of read things. And he's he's noticing like, wait, did I just see that couldn't be, you know? Yeah. I will say the whole the whole Gabriel thing. I thought he's a he's a cool villain. I think he's got some good villain stuff that comes up. Maybe they'll flesh out more of that in part two. Yeah, because even I was like, I don't remember the first few movies, but I was like, clearly this is not like footage of him from the first movie. So like, it's no, before, it's some, before yeah. Ethan joined the IMF. I'm like, well, we need a little bit more. Like, who is this woman he shot in these flashback scenes? Yeah. Was that like his lover? Is that is that Ethan's role in life? Is that his lovers are always doomed to die? Um, 100%. I just want a little a little more of why we should care that it's Gabriel, but he's a he's a great actor and he's he's very menacing throughout the film for sure. And uh, we also get the return of Vanessa Kirby's Alana Masopoulos, who I am really confused because I remember her character the ones I don't know if she was the daughter of Max. Remember the Max who was like in the first movie? It, it, it I don't know if they casted it. I have to go back, but. She's kind of like this broker and like, you know, dealer that he had to work with again. And um, we also get Palm Clementif as Paris, who's this French assassin who coming off of Gardens of the Galaxy, such a great role for her. I thought she did good, even so though she fun. 
just so just fun. really intense moments and um i i do love it this this film for sure has probably the most locale, locales in one film i was amazed how many areas we're going to one after the other one after the other and well, then uh, we get the rome yeah. section oh one of my favorites it's kind of fun to you know we just were in rome for fast x but uh we're not going to destroy everything hopefully yeah. uh but this was quite funny because you know ethan's posing as grace's lawyer and of course he called in that this thief is coming off the plane and so the police are all surrounding her and she's got all these passports and she's trying to escape and the thing is they do end up running out because you know we got again uh briggs is on the chase with all his men plus paris is trying to chase them down uh and she has this huge giant like army truck she's using uh they end up doing this whole chase sequence where the two of them, Grace and Ethan, are handcuffed to each other. So it becomes this whole funny, like, ridiculous... It's a great action sequence, but at the same time, it is comedy. A lot of comedy for their relationship of, you know, the way it's developed with the cars that are in Italy, it would be that Grace should drive, but then Ethan's a better driver, so then they kind of, like, cross arms, and, like, there. It's a lot of physical comedy. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and again, yeah, Paris is so just crazy and menacing. And she's like hunting down them with this giant, you know, truck. And she's just banging into everything she can. Every single, at one point she rides over like 20 motorcycles and she's just cackling with laughter. And it was like, loved it. Um, but yeah, they do this whole long scene. It was very thrilling. But then we, yeah, we go to Venice and we know we're going to have the um, Vanessa Kirby's character is going to be a whole, you know, big party going on. And that's where we're going to have this, this deal going down. And Ethan is reunited with his team, including we have Elsa back for this. And they go. And this whole party scene was kind of intense because, you know, Clearly, Vanessa Kirby's character just wants the keys. That's all she wants. She wants to, and, and she knows that because she's a broker. She's like, you know, if I buy to the right party, that I'm aligned with them. And this AI, this AI device is actually like at the party, kind of like all over the cameras and the and the, yeah. the screens. And you're like, oh god, it's here. And Gabriel's like, well, I will give up. You know, I'll, I'll one of these two girls has to has to die. Either Grace or Elsa has to die. And we'll do that by tomorrow morning. And this leads to the really most dramatic sequence of the the film. This whole sequence where they're like escaping from the party and knowing that either Grace or Elsa is going to be targeted. This is Tom Cruise in his ultimate running extreme because this was such a, I thought, such a cool but creepy moment is, you know, Vig Rames and Simon Pegg have these laptops and they can kind of view using satellites yeah, there, there's way Ethan should go, yeah. you know, go to the left, go to the right, whatever. But then the AI voice starts taking over for Benji and is giving Ethan wrong information, which definitely leads that Grace is then left to run right into Gabriel. And we have this whole cool fight sequence where Ethan Hunt is like in this small little, like, enclosed hallway, and it's oh, one man. dude in Paris who has this sword. And he is just trying to survive. And the most claustrophobic fight I've ever seen. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, this is intense. And it's it's a brutal fight, but it's leading to this, again, another stressful situation where, you know, Grace is facing off, but she almost 
you know, gets killed. And then Elsa goes and face off. And she's got this great, when she's fighting off with the sword. Uh-huh. And I tell you, Gabriel, man, gets some good fight scenes, man. He's, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's intense. And uh, yeah, they, Tom Cruise is running and running and running and running. And eventually he finally gets to the scene of the crime. And he does see that Gabriel has killed Elsa. And we see Grace behind him. And it's just a very dark moment because there was, there's this cool shot they do where way up at the top of some building overlooking the cathedral there in Venice. Ethan Hunt is just looking decimated. And just a couple scenes ago, it was him and Elsa being like, it's my first time to Venice. It was like mine too. They kind of have this little romantic rekindling. So unfortunately, Elsa's dead. And now it's like, well, we have to do what we can to stop Gabriel. And they know that there's going to be this uh, train that Venice Kirby is going to go on to to make the deal. So the whole idea is, well, we still have a chance. If we can go there and get the key, then we can figure out, you know, what this key is for and how to stop it. And I really thought it was powerful when he's like talking to Grace, the whole team, and they're like, you have to be the one to pretend to be, you know, Vanessa Kirby. And she's like, even though she's very good at what she does as a thief, she's not up for this kind of thing. You know, this this has now evolved to a whole different level of danger she was not yeah. anticipating. And I love Vigan Rames really talks her through, like, you have to do this because, you know, that's what you do. You're part of the team. We've all, we all were given the choice at one point to walk away. And we've stayed because we want to. We want to save the day. We want to, you know, be good. And, uh, yeah, it leads to, we get this whole giant, last big sequence which is the the train and um what i love is that they actually had to build a train for this um yeah to do because no company was going to let them rent a train to then destroy and at filming so they they felt they like built a whole train with different cars for like you know the kitchen car the dining car all that stuff and man this was what i thought very like twisty about this is both kittredge and Dedlinger are like on the, the train trying yeah. to make deals to get this device. And we see how crazy Gabriel is because at one point, Carrie Ellis is like, look, man, I'm the only person who knows where the actual device is that this key goes into. He's like, you're the only person on the planet? He's like, yeah. And he slices his throat. He's like, you would have turned on me. And then he turns on Paris too. Yeah. And he shoots Paris, but luckily she does, uh, you know, she she you see on her face the look of like oh god this guy really is crazy uh but yeah we have uh, grace has put on the face of vanessa kirby unfortunately the machine broke and ethan hunt who was going to portray her brother the mask is not there so they're like i'll have to get on the train another way which of course they heavily marketed this actually was very funny the way they did it because you know you see that trailer you're like well how does that incorporate in the story the idea that he was going to just you know go up the hill in the village and then jump on the, the the train, no problem. But Gabriel has made it so that the train is going super fast and is not yep. breaking at all. So Benji's like, just keep going that direction, and he keeps going way up to these mountains. He's like, when do I start going downhill? He's like, uh, pretty soon. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> was really really funny. Um, but the whole idea that yeah, he has to go up to the top of this mountain and he's gonna have to jump off to parachute down onto this really fast moving train. And yes, it's a very thrilling sequence. I think 
it's almost one that I wish we had never seen in any marketing. Yeah. And then would that have had more impact in the movie? I don't know. But what I did find was funny. It was obviously they notice that the real Vanessa Kirby comes to from like her drug state and they're chasing down Grace. Yeah. The brother's about to shoot her. And Ethan Hunt like falls through the glass and like knocks him out just in time. <laughs> it was a very comedic moment because we get we get to see him skydive for a little bit, you know, but not like a whole lot. And then he just like lands in the train and you're like, oh, and it was like, Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like definitely, definitely a good surprising moment. Um, and that's what's great about these movies. There is a good bit of comedy element, yeah. but that doesn't take away from the action suspense. But no. um yeah, so then we have this great fight sequence with Gabriel and Ethan. There's always, he's always on top of a train at one point. Um, and he's well, very you know, good, very good callback to the, the first film. And 100%. yeah, this is pretty cool. They have this whole fight scene on top of this train, uh, and Grace gets involved as well. Uh, it's very thrilling. I mean, obviously, they go through some tunnels, so they have to really get down on top of the, the top of the train as flat as possible. And, uh, but, you know, earlier there's a point where Ving Rhames tells Ethan, this AI has already, you know, thought about every outcome. And if you kill Gabriel, then the AI wins. If you do this, the AI wins. So it's like, you have to kind of make a choice here. Even though you want vengeance against Gabriel, there's a good reason to not kill him. And at one point, Ethan gets on top and he's got a dagger. and He's like literally about to stab this guy. And he's like pissed. You can tell he's ready to do it. And then we have, you know, Briggs shows up. And he's like, Ethan, put it away. And at one point, Gabriel, like, checks his watch. And he knows exactly when to fall off the train. And he lands on this truck. And then it starts driving away. But Ethan did get the upper hand. He was able to get the key off of Gabriel's jacket. But then we have this whole, the 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 bridge has bombs up ahead. Yeah. The bridge explodes. So now they're trying to stop this train. They're able to get, like, the main engine part to like detach the train's still going pretty fast and then we get uncharted 2 territory where this train is falling over uncharted 2 slash uh jurassic park lost, lost world. world yeah <laughs> and i really actually thought it was a pretty thrilling sequence for really showing the weight of like they are literally hanging vertical and how to like climb up out of this uh train and eventually paris actually helps them come to uh, we think Paris dies. She actually still has a pulse, so definitely she'll be back for more. But uh, they have the key, and they realize, you know, there was a great moment where, because Kittrich is on that train, and he's trying to make this deal. Uh, you know, I love this line that Briggs says. He's like, uh, since you're not here, it doesn't apply to you. You know, like, yeah. there's, it was kind of a great little moment. But, uh, yeah, it's like Ethan needs to go. And Grace, because this whole situation... Grace will not have an option to join the IMF under Kittredge uh, because of her service. And it kind of leads off like, you know, Ethan reunites with Benji and they're going to now have to figure out how this, this key is going to work. And obviously this submarine is like deep with the water of the Arctic. So it's like, there's going to be, you know, really it's like, there's so much they could do with a part two. Yeah, uh, Gabriel's still out there. I'm sure there's gonna be some more uh, assassins and other uh, things, but I wonder how much more blast from the past will happen. But I mean, it's a thrilling, entertaining, fun action movie. Uh, it's hard to say if it's better than six or five, but it's definitely up there. It's just like these movies keep getting better 
and they're so fun to watch. And for a two hour, 43 minute movie, it didn't feel that long. It, it felt like yeah. it was paced pretty well. And I'm just excited for part two, uh, which is due uh, June of next year. So uh, I'm sure we'll get some trailers and stuff coming up mm -hmm. end of the year. But uh, yeah, no post credit scenes. So really when the movie ends, it's like, that's it. So, uh, but yeah, it was just a blast. And after a slew of movies that kind of are entertaining, but kind of don't stick the landing, it was nice to see one that sticks the landing. And, and Tom Cruise and everyone, they really, you know, under the direction of Christopher McQuarrie, they just know how to make a, a thrilling, logical, fun, action-packed spy movie. Yeah, 100%. And um, McQuarrie said that um, as of this year, June of this year, uh, they would not end the series with these two, is developing future installments. And of course, you know, Tom Cruise, he's never going to stop. Uh, he said that he'd be interested in coming back. So will this conclude coming up Ethan Hunt's character? Who knows? But yeah, I really enjoy this as well. Um, another great entry in the solid series. Going to give this a solid 9 out of 10. Um, I felt it was a little long. I felt it it dragged to me at certain parts. But the action, you know, continuing the story and doing these characters, loved it. So, yeah, I cannot wait to see what comes next. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to give it a 9 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Loved it. Uh, and also shout out to Lauren Balfe, who does the music, the score really uh, makes a lot of those scenes as well. So uh, you can now check out Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, now played in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at the potential pod or you can email us send us your positive feedback and thoughts suggestions and more through our email the potential podcast at yahoo.com i'm your host chris dewar and i'm your host taylor sokol stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture entertainment and nerdum and remember know, know your, your potential, potential.